Hello, 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 and welcome to the Combed Education Podcast, Let's Talk Hair. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Aras. I am your host. I am a fellow industry colorist, um, and I've said this before, this podcast and Combed Education in general is just my passion project. And so there's a lot of things that we cover in this podcast. We talk about hair color, we talk about science, we talk about chemistry, all things hair related. So I'm excited for today's episode because I think this is something that is not talked about a lot. And I want to just share some perspective um, and just a little bit of like a little knowledge bomb for you. So I want to talk today about how to navigate hair color allergies. Okay. So I think as professionals, it is so essential for us to always prioritize the well-being of our clients over the money, over, you know, the cool shit that we do. Like our clients' well-being and their health and safety is top priority. If you guys remember beauty school, that's really all we fucking learned about was how to keep everything sanitary and healthy. So here's the thing. Allergies and sensitivities to hair color are very real. Okay. While they are rare, they are very, very real and can arise at any time. Um, so making it really crucial for us to be very knowledgeable, knowledgeable about not only recognizing, but um, managing and offering alternatives to ensure that our clients are safe. Okay. So trust me when I tell you this, you do not want to have a client have an allergic reaction in your chair. Been there, done that. No, thank you. So first I want to talk, and you may all know this already, so maybe this is just a, a little reminder. Maybe some of you don't know this, and this is some new information. Either way, what I'm going to ask is that you be open-minded to the information that I'm sharing. This isn't about I know everything you don't or I know better and you don't. This is literally about how do we recognize if a client is having an allergic reaction? This is a reminder to pay attention if a client is having an allergic reaction and also like what to do if this happens. So let's talk about what it looks like to uh, recognize an allergy or a sensitivity. So the number one of many, I guess in no particular order, <laughs> is skin irritation. So they might get itchy. Um, you might notice redness around their hairline or on their scalp. Um, you may see swelling um, or a rash on the scalp, um, the hairline, the neck, behind the ears. Do not discount this as, oh, it's not a big deal, okay? Because it is a big deal. So if they're turning red, like big deal, huge deal, okay? Number two, burning or stinging sensations. So clients can experience this during and um, even after a color service or a color process. So this usually means that if they're stinging or they're kind of like burning, that they have a sensitivity to an ingredient or a few ingredients um, in your color. So there are products that may help alleviate the stinging or the burning, okay? Um, I love Magix. Magix has a spray called One Up. It's got the polyamine sugars, niacin vitamins, great. Um, Any.pro is also great for this. But like, please, 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 for the love of all things holy, do not add sweet and low to your color. Now, if you're a, a more green colorist, if you haven't been around for a long time, um, my industry vets will remember this. We used to put sweet and low. 
in our color bowls. So every salon that I worked at in the back room was a, a jar or a bowl of little packets of sweet and low. And we would put that in color when we knew that our clients were going to be sensitive. Here's where that shit kind of started going sideways. I'm going on a tangent here. Um, so this was in salons when we would go in the back room, mix, nobody saw what we were doing. Well, a few, maybe five, 10 years ago, a lot of salon professionals moved into studio suites. I'm speaking from my experience here, okay? So I remember I moved into a suite and it was a whole 102 square feet. There was no back room to mix color. So as I'm mixing, my clients are watching me from the mirror. And so I remember I got called the fuck out. A client was like, are you putting sugar in my hair color? And I was like, I am mortified. I'm mortified because I am a professional. And while the sweet and low worked, not very professional, not very professional. So um, thankfully there are products out there that help alleviate those sensitivities and it does not have to be sweet and low. So let's stop using that and start looking for professional alternatives. Sound good? Um, okay. So another issue uh, to recognize that an allergic reaction or a sensitivity is occurring is respiratory issues. Sometimes we chalk this up to like, oh, the client probably ate something and their throat is dry, but sometimes clients will like start wheezing a little bit or coughing or like worst case scenario, have difficulty breathing. If you notice this at all and you're paying attention, wash immediately. Immediately do not wait. If they're wheezing or coughing, like do not continue with the service. Remember their well-being is priority. Okay. Um, so do not discount this potential allergy. Okay. And then lastly, this is the most serious is any kind of swelling or inflammation. Um, if you notice that your client is swelling, okay. Uh, their lips, their ears, their eyes, um, or their face, this requires immediate attention. This is not the time to just be like, okay, it's fine. It's not fine. Okay. It is not fine. Um, you have to wash the color off immediately. Do not even think straight to the shampoo bowl, wash everything out with warm water, make sure you shampoo. Um, and honestly, I would call 911 at that point. Like if you notice that they're swelling, do not discount that because they could legitimately go into anaphylactic shock and then you're screwed. Okay. So just a reminder, pay attention. Um, on what your client is experiencing because any of these could happen. And then what happens is potentially it progressively gets worse. Okay. So what do you do if your client is having or experiencing an allergic reaction or a sensitivity? First and foremost, stop immediately. Do not continue any kind of process at all. Stop, take them to the shampoo bowl, wash with warm water, get all the color out, and then you shampoo and remove any excess hair color. I don't care if it's halfway processed. I don't care if you only got a quarter of the color on, wash it off immediately, okay? The second thing that you have to do, and this is the hard part because we tend to freak out, is that you have to keep your client calm, which means you must remain calm, okay? Keep your client calm and assure them that you are taking the necessary steps to address whatever situation. Do not panic. The minute you panic, they panic. When they panic, everything escalates. So you could be like, hey, I notice you're getting a little red or, hey, it, you're kind of coughing a lot. Um, I'm let's, let's go wash this color off and let's try something else. I don't feel comfortable because you may be having some kind of sensitivity, um, but stay calm. 
if they start swelling, this is what happened to me. I'm going to speak from full transparent uh, experience here. I had a client, she black hair color all the time. Every four weeks we would do black. Um, and there was one point where this was in my very first salon. I was probably like three or four years in to my career at best. And I put the color on and I walked to the back room at the time I was using traditional color. So about 20 minutes later, I come out and she's like, I, it's, it's kind of hot in here. And she's like, it's really stuffy. And so I looked at her and no shit guys, like her ears were kind of starting to get really red and swollen. And I noticed like her eyes were getting a little puffy and she just kept like, you know, touching her throat. And I'm like, oh my God, she's fucking having an allergic reaction right now. And I was like, to the shampoo bowl right now. I panicked. Okay. I full blown panicked. We ran to the shampoo bowl. I was like, it was awful. It was awful. So she did have a severe allergic reaction, which she had never had before. Nothing changed. No formula didn't change. The color didn't change. So um, that's a prime example of what not to do. Do not panic, right? Like assure them that you are doing the things that are needed to get done um, and stay calm, okay? Next up, get medical help if needed. Um, if the client seems okay during the appointment, then you don't have to like call 911, right? Like if they're breathing and everything's okay and they're just like red and tingly or bumpy, um, encourage them to go see their doctor or encourage them to go to like urgent care just in case sometimes allergies progressively get worse. Um, so, you know, encourage them to go see a doctor just in case it gets worse. Um, but if the allergic reaction is serious, you guys do not, it, don't hesitate to call 911. If you're in another country and you don't have 911, whatever the equivalent is for you, um, calling for medical help. So if it's serious, don't think, just better safe than sorry. Okay. So this is just, you know, recognizing and what to do if allergic reactions come up. But let's talk about some alternatives for clients with allergies. So the most common allergies in my experience, okay, this is my 23 years, what I've seen, what I've heard, most common allergies that clients will experience are going to be to PPD, which is a oxidative dye intermediate, paraphenylene diamine, PPD, okay, uh, some serious reactions to PPD. Um, some people are legitimately allergic to ammonia, rare, but it can happen. Um, resorcinol is another one and soy protein. So those are the four main, like more common. Now there are people who are allergic to all kinds of stuff, right? But like the main stuff is usually PPD next up ammonia, um, next up, um, resorcinol and soy protein. Okay. So if you know this, if you patch test, if you, your client, like I have clients who know that they're allergic to PPD, so I don't touch that with a 10 foot pole. Like, nope, you are getting PPD free color. Um, so there are plenty of options out there for hair colors that are ammonia free, that are PPD free, that are resorcinol free, that are soy protein free. If you know that your client has an allergy, please consider using another line or refer them out to somebody else because they may say, oh, it's not a big deal. I'll, like I had a client say that, like, yeah, I have an allergy, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm like, no, 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 it is not okay. Um, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to get sued. I have liability insurance. I do not want to put that shit into use. So we're going to use something else on you, or I'm going to refer you out to somebody else. Okay. 
So if you know that they have an allergy, don't just still fucking do it. Don't do it. Okay. Um, also loving reminder, patch tests are not old school. <laughs> patch tests are not unnecessary. They can literally save your ass from a potential lawsuit. So, um, like I said, there are plenty of PPD free colors out there. There are plenty of ammonia free colors out there. You guys know how I feel. I mean, let me rephrase that. If you're new here, you don't know how I feel about PPD free and ammonia free color. But if you've been around for a while, you know my stance on it. I don't love it, right? I don't love ammonia free color. I don't love PPD free color. I feel like I don't get good gray coverage with it. I feel like the lift is minimal. I feel like the colors aren't as vibrant. So I wouldn't choose my choice. This is my opinion, guys. Take what works, leave what doesn't. I wouldn't choose to use an ammonia-free, PPD-free color on every client. Um, like that wouldn't be my go-to. But if I have a client that has an allergy or a sensitivity, yeah, I am not using an ammoniated color or a color that uses PPD or a color that has resource. And I'm going to go to something else, right? So there is a time and a place for ammonia-free PPD for color. My belief is that it's been over-marketed and ammonia and PPD have this bad rap that everybody is allergic or everybody is sensitive. They're not, okay? Ammonia is one of the most common alkalizers and it's been around forever. Um, so I personally wouldn't use that kind of line on a daily basis if you choose to. Cool, like I am not trying to change your mind. Um, but what I'm saying is if you have a client that has an allergic reaction or has a sensitivity, then that is where those kind of lines really come into play for me as a colorist. So anyways, um, I hope that this was helpful for you. I know this isn't something that's really talked about because the truth is allergic reactions are very, very rare. I've had one serious allergic reaction in my 23 years. I've had sensitivities, but I haven't had like the swelling. That was the only time I ever experienced something like that and it freaked me out. Um, but I don't think it's talked about enough. And I think whether you're a vet or you're newer, you want to make sure that you're paying attention and you want to make sure that you don't discount the potential reaction that's occurring. Okay. Um, one of the biggest, uh, what's the word? I don't know. I, don't, I had a word in mind and it just like flew away. So I'll tell you this. Sometimes allergies or allergic reactions, like, ha like what happened with my client, they progress, right? They, they don't, like not everyone's necessarily born with that allergy. What I have found to be true from reading and researching is that if you're using ammoniated color or color that uses PPD and you don't properly do a, what's called post-oxidation, meaning if you don't follow the necessary steps after the color has processed, if you're not rinsing it all out really well, if you're not using the right shampoo to make sure you're removing those dyes and those chemicals, um, or if you're half-assing your shampoo and there is residual dye that's left on their scalp or their head or on their skin behind their ears, if you don't remove that, that can essentially create a allergy. Like the more you do that, the more they're exposed to the PPD and it's not fully, you're not fully washing. I'm not saying it's your fault, but I want you to think about this. If you're not doing proper post-oxidation, making sure all that color is out of the hair, all those chemicals are out of the hair, that could lead to allergic reactions happening. So friendly, loving reminder, um, patch test is not old school and make sure that when you wash the color off, you're washing all of it off. 
rinse like you would a perm, shampoo twice if you need to, um, make sure that you don't get staining around their ears or their hairline. Um, and if you do, do what you can to remove it because all of these things can lead to sensitivity. So um, yeah, I hope that this was helpful for you guys. I hope this just reminded you a little bit about what's possible behind the chair. Obviously we don't want any of this to happen. So we have to be on alert and paying attention to what our clients are experiencing in the chair so that their well-being is prioritized. Anyways, I'll see you guys next week. Happy hair coloring.